This is Terrence Channon with the Modern Customer Experience Podcast, where we talk about various issues, industry trends, tips, theories about interfacing with the customer, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, continue to check out our, our recurring podcast and also visit us at mcx.is if you want to send us in a, a note or a topic that you'd love to hear about. Today, I'd love to talk about the customer experience in an arena that's very behind the scenes and probably very relevant to developers. Uh, this came when I was talking with a, a colleague about a software company he's a part of, and they were going to open up their software to third parties to develop using their infrastructure. So commonly, these are done through providing software engineers and developers uh, an SDK, a standard development kit, or an API, application programming interface. These are basically documents and instructions in a system that lets people tap into a, an existing system and then communicate back and forth with it allowing it to create, allowing a developer to create its own application or its own program based on some components of that. And a, a really great example of that is you see a travel site and you plug in all of the, uh, where you're going to, your destination and your days you want to fly. And it pulls in all this information of airlines and times and flight numbers. That information doesn't belong to the travel site. It's kind of being sent from a, an API or an integration that then talks back and forth to show the price, show the availability, show the information, and then confirm the booking. So we, he, he and I were talking, and they were, he was real excited about putting this thing out and says people are going to build all these great apps using our software and our infrastructure, and that's going to make us more valuable. And started talking about you know what was their process to kind of get this out to the world, to let people know that they had this uh, this SDK available to link into, and they had it. They had a really nice way to interface with the data, and they had actually some really great uh, documentation and information about how to connect to it. So I said, you're on the right path. And then we started talking more about what's going to happen. And an area that they didn't really think about as a company was how you properly support that and how do you you know think about the broader customer experience when offering up an SDK to developers? So I've had the, for better or for worse, I've had the uh, the blessing or the misfortune of working with uh, many many different APIs, SDKs, and integrations, and they all have good data underneath them. They all have uh, usually they all have pretty good documentation. Not always, but good documentation on how to connect to them and how to use the data in there. And But what separates the best from the good or the average or, or the bad isn't so much the caliber of the documentation or how sophisticated the data engine or the, the SDK platform is, but the support given to the developers once you've committed and signed up and registered to use this, um, use this application. So we talked about it, and you know, with the company they didn't really think about was investing in people to actually support the... Uh, any sort of developer inquiries that came in. And I can tell you right now, that is a dis- recipe for disaster. Questions come up, people link into the system, and then if they can't get their questions answered, because maybe something isn't working right, maybe they've come across a new, uh, a new sort of avenue inside of it they want to explore, if it takes someone days or weeks to get a response back, if any response at all, these applications will never be built. 
In fact, the development community is so strong and powerful in sharing all these different things, someone might say, hey, does anyone have a solution for X, Y, and Z or a third-party data set I can link into? People will say, absolutely, go to this company, they've got it. But let me tell you, their support is terrible. We've even had one company that we were working with that offered an API into their uh, service, service infrastructure and they admitted from the front, we don't support it. We don't give it any resources. We don't give it any time. We don't give it any, any consideration whatsoever. You're on your own. So be it. We understand for telling us that. But at the end of the day, that sort of decision let the customer that was paying for their primary software relocate their software somewhere else. And the minimum, if a company doesn't want to take on that change, then you're putting your customer, the user of your systems or the user of these data sets in a spot where they can't succeed, which then makes it so you can't succeed. So a few things to think about is, yes, you know, have a great technology infrastructure that is robust, that is scalable, that can support things at scale. That always seems to be uh, a key consideration and oftentimes is always done. Documentation. Most most APIs and SDKs are fairly well documented, meaning they have the right instructions, the right calls, the right messaging, all in there. And, and let's always make sure to have a comprehensive specification document. And you would think people would, but they don't. Uh, as an example, the other day, my uh, smart thermostat broke. And uh, it's, a, it's a Nexia thermostat. Uh, uh, train air conditioning is the manufacturer. And, you know, error messages started getting spit out on the thermostat, and the AC shut down. Well, I go and look, and it, you know, it's helpful to let me know electronically, hey, your system's having a problem. I think that's really helpful. Uh, two, they spit out these error messages with all these weird codes, numbers, that even when I looked them up online, didn't really make any sense. And it made me feel awkward because what's wrong with this thing? I don't even know what the problem is. Now, a trained technician could come out and, and diagnose and understand what those are because they might have access to more information than a consumer would, and there's probably reasons for that, but that is driven through an, an API or an interface of sorts where it would be easy to take the extra time with the specifications and saying, okay, error one, two, three, four, five, this is the error, and to construct some sort of user-friendly messaging attached to that error so that anyone can look at it and understand. So when you're doing your documentation, think through those scenarios and provide real-life explanations and words about what each thing is, how it works, and to make it very easy for the developers to use it, to call it in, to call it back, as well as to know, hey, this is what this means. And that will actually spur additional sort of innovation and additional sort of development approaches because a developer can say, hmm, I understand now the extent of what this thing can do. What if I built this sort of thing on top of that and made this very, very open to everyone? That becomes very exciting. Uh, the next thing is part of documentation. It will change and update. Hopefully, if you're offering up a, a service to third-party developers, you are continually making it more secure, more efficient, adding new features. When something is changed, make it very, very clear about where the where the things are that changed. I had a great example of this, and it works in a lot of different ways. These documentation documents can be very large, sometimes dozens or hundreds of pages. And if one little thing changes, where is this thing? And if it changes and it might take something else down, if you don't tell someone what changed, 
It's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack, and that's not a very customer-friendly experience. Let people know exactly what it is that changed. The other part, what it does, it actually encourages internal accountability. I had a great story one time where someone sent me over uh, some documentation for an integration that I was working on, and I sent it to the developers, and the developers and development team said, hey, you know, tell us what changed, tell us what changed, and this was partially my fault. And I went back to the service provider and I said, hey, can you tell me what changed? And they said, no one read the document, did they? And I said, no, they said they read it. Well, no, they clearly didn't because the second page, the second section of the document outside the table of contents and the the versioning lists the change log for this particular version. So that provided a conversation internally to talk with the development and the programming team to say, look, if we're given inputs, we need to read them. We need to actually look at what's there We shouldn't have to feel like we have to read every single line of this thing all the time, but maybe we should. Uh, But it created a great conversation where clearly people said it was being read, but obviously it wasn't. Next thing is consider supporting it with with actual real people, people that can answer questions, people that are, are experts in the system, as well as in the potential applications and use cases of what this uh, system can do. People will email in with questions. They'll want to call. They'll want to talk to someone. Hey, I'm running into this error message. What's the problem? Um, hey, you know, I can't seem to get connected. Can you help me get connected? There's nothing more frustrating than getting that initial dec- documentation following the connection instructions, and failing to get a connection going with the system. And oftentimes it can be due to user error on the third-party developer side, and and perhaps not all developers are up to the task of being able to work with these integrations. But it doesn't mean you can't provide an environment to learn and to support and to help overlook maybe mistakes made by a developer that are you know, maybe very simple that even the most expert developer can overlook. Uh, For more junior developers, it could be an opportunity to... I hate to say train them a little bit, but yes, train them. These developers that are working with you might one day want to come onto your team and they'll say, hey, look, I would love to apply for a job. I've been working on this third-party app with your system. I love it. And you guys were real helpful to me along the way. You helped me learn. You helped me grow my knowledge. I'm ready to be considered for a role at your team. And that might be a great way to build relationships with people for different business or professional opportunities on all sides. I can't tell you how many APIs and SDKs go completely unsupported. You're left to your own devices, but you're giving away significant opportunities to meet new people, to learn new things, to have more innovation. Some of the best suggestions for improving the APIs and the SDKs come from the suggestions of developers. Uh, A great experience that I recall talking with someone about, they were connected to the system to place orders. And for one particular area, the order kept failing. And there was no reason why. Uh, And it was due to someone looking at the the error logs over and over and over again and identified the, the problem. They went back to the company that issued the, the specifications in the documentation and said, look, I'm trying to place these orders. I think I figured it out, right? I figured out there's a formatting issue in this area with the numbers, but the documentation didn't say anything about it. So it didn't really know how to handle the incorrect number. And the, the group who was very supportive that had the personnel and the resources and the team to support it said, hey, you're right, we missed that. And that was added in to the, the, the documentation in a new release. And that made a, a great big difference. So with that being said, think about offering additional support through specification, changing 
changing the updates and sharing what those are, supporting them with real people to encourage innovation and encourage new relationships. This is Terrence Channon with the Modern Customer Experience Podcast.